Hello and welcome. My name is Jackson Long, and today I will be sharing with you how to make your own game engine. Now, people have different reasons for wanting to make a game engine. It's a passion project, they want to make an engine so that other people can make games, or they want to make their own game with the engine. Now, I'm not going to ask what reason you have, because this is a podcast. It's one way. But whatever your reason is, there is still something really important that needs to be addressed. It's not going to be easy. There's a lot of time and patience and way too much research needed to make your own game engine. Now, because of this, if you're like me and don't like investing in long-term projects, then making a game engine isn't for you and you should probably look for something else to do. But if you're truly devoted to making your own game engine, then stick around for I will be showing you how to do so. Now, before you do anything, it's important to know just what you're beginning into when you're making this game engine. Now, one of the first things you're going to probably ask is, what are the main parts of a game engine? Now, this is an easy thing to answer, as there are basically four main components of a game engine, and these are the mathematics engine, the rendering engine, the physics engine, and the collision detection system. And the interaction amongst all of these components with each other is what makes a game possible. It's what allows a character to run across the screen and jump and shoot and commit genocide on an entire race and all that good stuff. Now, the first of these components that we are going to make is the mathematics engine. And you're probably wondering, what is a math engine? Well, a math engine is a system of multiple classes that implement our linear algebra operations. And these operations are what allows our game character move and rotate in all the basic actions of a game. And what you're going to need to do to develop this engine is you're going to need to learn or review linear algebra. And no, I am not talking about that algebra you're taught in middle school that you're literally never going to use anywhere. I'm talking about linear algebra, concepts such as vectors and matrices. Focus on learning vector and matrices operations, especially dot product, cross product, and space transformations. These are essential to your math engine. Next, you're going to need to learn a computer language so that you can program your game engine. Now, I would suggest using C++. There's other coding languages out there, but at this point, it's basically sacrilegious to use anything else. So use C++. Now, at this point, you don't need to be an expert at coding, but you will have to learn about classes, methods, inheritance, polymorphism, and encapsulation. You you will need to know about this from the get-go. Now, once you have the basics of linear algebra and C++ down, you will be ready to develop your math engine. Operations such as dot product, cross product, and space transformation are used extensively in game engine development, so try to implement these as much as you can. And if you're lucky, you should come up with a successful math engine. Alright, so now you've presumably got your first component. Now, we're going to move on to 
our rendering engine, and what this engine does, well, in simple terms, the rendering engine is responsible for initializing the proper buffers in the GPU, for initializing the shaders, and for the communication between the CPU and the GPU. And the interactions between this component and your GPU is what enables your characters to be rendered on your screen. Now, to develop our rendering engine, you are first going to need to learn computer graphics. This is the fun part. Get acquainted with computer graphics concepts, especially the rendering pipeline and shaders. Avoid coding and using the OpenGL API for now. The OpenGL API is confusing to understand if you have limited knowledge of computer graphics concepts. Don't worry though, we'll get to that later. Once you feel semi-comfortable with computer graphics concepts, it's time to learn about the OpenGL API and OpenGL shaders. See? I told you we'd be get getting back to it. Now, if you have no idea what OpenGL is and why you were so excited for it, well, it is basically a library, an API, whose sole purpose is to take data from the CPU to the GPU, and this is the time when the fun begins, because now it's time to do as many projects as physically possible. Learn how to render characters. Learn how to rotate and translate characters. Learn how texturing and lighting works with OpenGL. Do everything. Do whatever you want here. Again, this is the fun part, and I suggest doing as many projects as you can to get acquainted with the system. Now, once you've messed around with the OpenGL long enough, creating horrifying abominations in the process, I'm sure. The next step to becoming a game engine developer is to learn API architecture. A game engine is simply an API, a framework, that takes care of all the rendering, physics, and mathematical operations. It's a very complex architecture, and you want it to be very modular, adaptable, maintainable, and flexible. To develop it, you will need to learn design patterns. The most common design patterns are singleton, observer, strategy, composite, factory, among others. So make sure you got those down before moving on. All right, so now that you've presumably done that, you should be at a stage where you are now ready to combine all of your previous knowledge of linear algebra, computer graphics, OpenGL, and design patterns to develop your rendering engine. It if you know what you're doing, it shouldn't be too hard for you. Alright, so you, ha you have your mathematics engine, and now you have your rendering engine. Great. Now it's time to move on from the most fun part of our project and move on to the hardest part, the physics engine. Now, the main responsibilities of a physics engine is to compute the resulting acceleration velocity and displacement of a character from force and acting upon it. And you do this by integrating the equation of motion. Now, the good news is that you don't need to be a physicist to develop a physics engine. That would be absurd and we would have a lot less game engines on our hands than we actually do. But you will need to understand Newton's laws of motion and how they are implemented using algorithms such as the Lunge Putter algorithm. 
a name that I probably horribly butchered. I am, I'm sorry. So, now that you've taken your several hour long crash course on the loss of motion, we are now going to start working on the collision detection system. And you may be wondering why we're doing this without finishing the physics engine, and that's because the collision detection system is, well, it's in the physics engine. It's just big enough that's considered its own thing. Now, the collision engine, no, collision system, sorry. It's, it has a number of responsibilities. It's one, to detect if a collision is happening. So like, if you're touching the ground, you won't sink right through it, like some people try to abuse. And it's also supposed to compute where the collision occurred and it's supposed to calculate the proper collision response. And now all of these operations are very expensive. Therefore, you are going to need to use a lot of algorithms to speed up the process. When I tell you this, this is a component that is going to take you the longest time complete. Hence why it's also a part of the physics engine. You will not like the physics engine by the time you're done with this. It's, this is the one that's going to give you the most headaches. You're not going to like it at all. So, just persevere and once you've mastered everything using everything that's been listed so far, you should be able to develop your own physics engine with a collision detection system. And with that, you now have all four components. So yay, you're finally done. Yay, yay. You probably need way more, more sleep now. Yay. So yeah, congratulations. You now have your game engine after putting your literal heart and soul into this project. So now that you have it, you can't just release it without knowing what it does. So develop as many testing games as you can to work out all the issues that may come up along the way. Because just because you made it, it's not going to be perfect from the start. Don't make anything too big, just like a basic thing, like platforms or, I don't know, a hallway. Just find all the bugs you can find so that you can figure out how to get rid of them. Try implementing new features so that your your engine will be unique. I'm not good at this any because this is up to you. And just develop games, repeat the process until you have a game engine you are truly proud of. And you better be proud of it because you spent way too long on this thing. So with your new game engine, there are a number of things that you can, well, do with it. You didn't do this for nothing, of course. You can make your own game with it. I mean, you might have made your game engine so that you could make a specific game on it. Or you may have made it so that other people could use it and create their own games with it. Now, if you, if that was the intent, then there's still a bit of work to be done. And that's, well, putting your game online. You may try finding a site that already that just posts game engines, though you're probably not going to find too much success there. Or you could pull a Squarespace and just make your own website with it. You'll probably be more successful using that option because there's competition on the same website. Yeah, do what you want to do. Now, I hope you weren't following along with this podcast while making your own game engine because it is not meant to be used to actually make a game engine. This is too simplified for that. So simplified, it might as well fit into a single paragraph. 
there are much better sources you can use to figure out how to make a game engine. And a lot of them have much better ways to do it. I, I'm certain that there's a source out there that has a much better way of making a game engine compared to what I introduced that I just somehow couldn't find. But in all seriousness, the point of this podcast was to give you a quick introduction on a quick and easy way to make a podcast so that you could understand the basics of what's going to happen before you actually jump right into it. So yeah, I hope you got some enjoyment out of this, or at least a little bit of education out of it. I know making this gave some to me, but yeah, that's all I have for you. Catch you later.